What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. We are back. All Canadian, Wade and Connor. Man, combine season, full swing. Wade with the double tape on the finger. No, he's not getting ready for combine season. He uh, just broke his finger breaking up a play. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I I Superman punched a teammate diving for the PBU. Uh, I was going for the ball. He stepped in front of it. I clocked him. So, uh, yeah. I mean, don't punch your teammates. Not not advised. But, I mean, we we didn't give up the pass. So, ball still fell to the turf. So, I guess the broken finger was worth it. Uh, meh. We'll Probably see. not. Probably not. Probably not. But, uh, man, the combines. We were just – we're getting back. We are back. We've been back for a week now from the Ontario Combine. Uh, obviously we had the live stuff with that. So if you haven't checked it out and you're curious to see what the Ontario combine was like, Wade, Marsh, myself, were there chopping it up. Wade, or sorry, Marsh got to talk with Trey Ford. Wade, myself talked with Adrian Green and Zach Herzog from that combine. So we will be posting those, those interviews. They were quick. So maybe we'll just throw them in at the end of at the end of today's episode, I think they were only like three, four minutes each. So great dudes though. Uh, it was great to get a chance to talk to them and to actually be in person and see some live football again for the first time since November. I know it was so nice. Uh, shout out to Waterloo as well. Excellent facility. They had uh, lovely staff. The helpers were all perfectly great, I guess. I don't know. They're, they're lovely people. Um, real excited to get to the national though next week. But we're going to catch you guys up on what's gone down because there were some big numbers put up in the East Combine, some outstanding performances. Uh, Connor, do we want to talk quarterbacks for a second at a regional combine? And we talk quarterbacks at a regional combine? My yes, we word. can. Demetrio Sinodinos had himself a day. A day. Not only was he the best quarterback to test i mean he was the only quarterback to test at that combine but he was one of the top guys overall in that like in the uh in the east regional combine testing like this dude's numbers are insane insane yeah we got him here uh 17 reps of bench uh as a quarterback uh you don't really need 17 reps but if you want to stiff out bench one off you in the pocket <laughs> He uh, 4 for- seven, seven, 40, 34 inch vert, 9 7 broad, 6 9, uh, 3 cone, and then uh, 4 0 6 shuttle. Moving. Moving. <laughs> the next great Montreal Alouette safety coming your way out of McGill University. <laughs> we, we joke about that uh obviously the owls, that's the, the throwback in the some years but yeah the owls in some years past have taken our set quarterback and just made them safeties uh which you know what if you make it as a professional football player you make it as a professional football player i mean if he's gonna move like that and he's gonna be able to read the field and he's gonna throw up 17 reps on bench i don't see it not working no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm sure he wants to uh, to be a quarterback. He said to us in the CFP DMs that to have those numbers, to be one of the best quarterbacks, not only this year, but one of the best quarterbacks to test all time was his goal. So a huge congratulations to, to Demetrio Sinodinos on, on those testing numbers because 
that was amazing to see, man. Like talk about like shock of the combine potentially. I don't think anybody expected him to come out and test like that. Nobody expected a quarterback to come out like that. No, uh, I will make a guys... correction though. I said he outbenched Burt. He did not. Connor Burtonshaw, our guy, the mustard tiger, put up 18 reps on the bench. Okay, there we go. So it was close. But he did outbench, uh, I think, Zach Pelios, who was the top offensive lineman in it. So he outbenched all the hoggies that were down at the East Regional, which is wild. I know. Uh, let's he, talk for Zach a second Pelios, about some man. of the good, good we'll, numbers. We'll right get now. there. We'll get there. I want to talk about uh, Vincent Forbes Montblow here for a second. Yes. Uh, the Laval wide reps. receiver. Four six eight thirty six and a half nine ten broad six seven four, and then a four thirty six shuttle. Uh, that's freaky test numbers for a guy that's five ten. I mean, that just screams like mid round Alouette's pick to me. <laughs> <laughs> this this would have been the Alouette's field day because let's think about how oh, many Quebec schools are there's freaks <laughs> coming out of the RSEC what do you mean the Montreal Alouettes are just like they're rubbing their hands together salivating <laughs> somewhere <laughs> they're like the no, meme it's... like you know the guy in like the yellow jacket from behind the tree yeah that's the Alouettes we're gonna have to like make that up make make that meme up and post it somewhere but uh no like with uh with the stuff that like Vincent Forth Montblow did, like he secured his spot to the national in that initial testing period. And then he went out from what I've heard and just had a great day route running, catching passes in the gauntlet in the positional drills. So uh, kudos to him for that one. Let's move up to the Ooh. offensive lineman. Tried to warn you guys, Zach Pelios, Ottawa GG. First horse out of the gate. First horse in every damn category for testing wade tried to tell you all wade has been saying this for months now be on the lookout for zach palios and then was strong as hell in one-on-ones from who i from some of my sources that i talked to he flipped inside for a couple reps and held his own but you know easy tackled a guard flips that can be made in a couple days of practice um obviously Pelius, i don't think has ever played guard i i think uh thinking back Not to my he knowledge. played guard like a couple snaps when he was in high school at gan just so that he could be a pulling guard <laughs> <laughs> just to get the guy out in space and let him go yeah. feast on a db the poor soul <laughs> uh but yeah no he he is going up to the national for a very good reason and he's going to have Absolutely. to hold his own against top pass rushers but he's up for the challenge i think Absolutely. Absolutely. My thing with, uh, with Pelios, I saw somebody on, I don't know if it was on our mentions or, or the CFL's mentions, but when we were talking about the, the Pelios numbers or when you, it, it was your tweet, I believe. So, oh yeah. Tweet, like, somebody, oh, somebody was like, oh, you should, I, can do I don't care about that at Great. all. I don't care about that. Cause you know you can, why, when he's coming to high school, but he's doing it going to be a professional football player. So yeah. have fun. Alark Jackson like, hit 20 reps last year. Did he even hit 20 reps? Or no, he, he didn't because we were on him about that. We yeah. were on him about Alark that. Jackson hit 18 reps and is playing on a Super Bowl winning team in the LA Rams. So but you know congrats what Zach, if you can lift 225s a bunch of times. You know what Zach Pelios can do? He can get out of his stance and bench press another human being out of the way. I don't care if he can put up 25 reps of 225. Wow, cool, whatever. Yes, like the the strength, you need to see it, but he got up over 15. I'm fine with it. He can move other human bodies out of the way and create holes. That's what I really want to see. 
And that's what he shows. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I saw that and I was like, I need to, we need to spend a minute on this here. Cause I know we, we did get on Alaric Jackson for not did, hitting that 20 but, mark, but. But Pelios is not going to be a top five pick. Like people were talking about with Alaric Jackson. No, no, there is no, a no, difference. It is. If you it's, are going to be a difference. top five pick, if Noah Zur goes out next week at the national and puts up 18 reps, you bet your ass we're going to crush him for it. Just like we crushed Alaric Jackson. Cause he's supposed to be one of these top dogs. But Pelios, yeah, I don't know. Pelios, then in the actual drill session of the day, dominated. Dominated. He tossed people. He legitimately tossed defensive uh, tackles and ends. Like, so. Congratulations. He repped it 16 times and then he threw 250 pound men across like ragdolls. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm concerned about. Also, sure, he'll only put up 16 reps of 225 on the bench, but like, Let's go check out what this dude's one rep squat is. Because I guarantee you, it's insane. Nobody cares about one rep squat. <laughs> I do. I do. Low base. I care I very much. I want to see how much it. you can hit for reps. Uh, but no, there were some good offensive line performances. Uh, obviously, Pelios held, held his own there. But when we go to the defensive side of the ball, there is someone that you know that we've had that has had sorry a crazy journey to this point in his football career insane journey and i mean we talk about sinodinos being one of these guys or being the guy to shock us i think this is a very close second in honorable mention if you will but that is fred nick Eviard from the university of ottawa ggs the, the first off ottawa had three guys move on to the national combine which is insane so shout out to the ggs coach taylor the entire strength, I think, I believe Coach Bold is the strength co- strength coach down there. So the entire strength and conditioning team at Ottawa for getting three guys to move on to the National Combine, one of which in Fred, which is who we're going to talk about now, came in as a wide receiver, a wide receiver. The first time I met Fred, this guy was, I don't know his actual, what, what are his measurables? I think he's 6'5". Six, 6'3 six, three, six, three and 3 quarters, 222 pounds. So... When I met him, he came in at probably 200, I would say, and was a true wide receiver. This dude, like, he looked like a wide receiver, was built like a wide receiver, and all of a sudden, he's now a defensive end, and he's playing well. He played well at the Panda when we were there. He had some nice chase downs, and I mean... We got a. You were able to snap an unbelievable yeah, pick of the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Fred. Fred comes out, and then not only does he make the make the transition to defensive end and play pretty admirably at the position over the last two years, I believe. He then goes to the combine and shows out thirteen reps on the bench. Which, Four, if we're six, looking at it as a this receiver, that's, that's a very good bench are super long that is a long way for that that weight rack to go up and down 13 Mm -hmm. times like oh i can't overstate that the long arm thing is such a such a disadvantage for bench pressing it's not even funny it is but it makes it that much greater when you're able to hit yes like when a guy like because you're moving 13 when you're moving that weight twice the distance of other guys yeah from chest to max reach like that's a lot more effort and a lot more weight that gravity has to pull down too yeah no i i absolutely agree uh a four six eight forty jumped to 
29 and a half vert. So, I mean, we probably would have liked to see that maybe a, a little bit, a little oh bit higher, God. but I'm okay <laughs> with it. What? <laughs> he jumped nine, he eight jumped broad? two and a half feet. And you're like, mm, he only got two and five and a half inches. <laughs> I, know, I know. You're being so picky. I am being picky, but still, when you look at some of the other broads, there's like 34, 35, 36 and a half, Over like verts, 33 yeah. and a half. Yeah, I'm talking, talking, talking vert here. Sorry. But, but those are like DBs. I know, I know. We're, we're, we've got a, a 222-pound defensive end getting up almost to a 30-inch vert, so I shouldn't really be that nitpicky about it. But, I mean, if, they, if we're going to talk about one thing, I know, I that's, know. My, that's my one thing, I guess. And then, yeah, a 9, 8.5. He jumped almost 10 feet for his, for his broad jump, so I'm fine with that. 747, uh, 747 three-cone drill, and then a 442 short shuttle. What a day. What a day for Fred Nick. Heavy yard. I just want to uh, tip my cap with clap it up with for him. Fred, Fred and Enoch Penny Larea. Same same day for the combine. Blow it out of the water. Yeah, and then make your money on special teams while you grow as a defensive player. I think. I mean, same, same but different. Absolutely, yeah. I think <laughs> between these two, I mean, like we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but when you're looking at like the body compositions, I think. In terms of specials, longer, I believe. Yeah, Fred, Fred's longer, so I think I, I I would say advantage Fred just because of the the length and the ability to move like he did. Not saying like you know Penny Larea didn't move, but you just get I I think what I noticed was you you just get a little bit more mobility with Fred, and you can move him around. I think in a, like a couple more different ways on specials than you might be able to with with Penny Larea. But you're right. I mean. They had the exact same combine. One of them just did it in Waterloo in Penny Lorea, and then Eviard goes out and does it in Montreal. So, yeah, shout out to both of those guys. Uh, another guy that we want to talk about was close to a national invite, didn't quite make it, John Edward. Uh, yeah. Weighed in at 161. That was light. I was surprised. I was light. very surprised. Connor. That's not light. That is like minimal. Underweight almost. But yeah, even at 161, he still put up three reps of bench with just if you're gonna be weighing 160 pounds, kudos to you for getting that up. Like he was the lightest guy at the combine. And it translated into all of the speed and jumping categories. <laughs> yeah, four, five, eight, forty, thirty-six and a half uh vert, nine, ten and three quarters, almost hit ten feet on the broad. Uh, fast co- three cone was under six or was under seven, and then his sh- shuttle was four or three. Uh, Move. I thought John Edward, given the weight, like the weight shocked me when I saw that he was yeah. 161 because he plays so much bigger, so much more physical than 161 pounds. So I was shocked at that. But Part even me, with that, go the ahead, special sorry. team skill is still so, so, still so undeniable. Yeah, so impressive. Part of me wonders with the with the 161 thing though, like, did he come in that light because he wanted to move and jump as well as he did? Like, was part of it just getting the weight and shedding anything that he could so that he could be the fastest guy at the regional? But like no, 161, no, no, I mean, that's that's you want to come in at what you're playing at so people get a real sense of what you're going to look how like you do pads. on yeah. the field. Yeah. And with the CFL I, I, combine, you have to strap up pads. You don't want to come in at a weight you're not used to. No, I, I agree. But I'm, I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to like figure out or piece together. Like 
the 161 thing because he does not play at 161 in the slightest. Um, yeah, that was that was surprising for me. Do you think that with the specials tape that he has, I mean, he didn't go to a national, which is, I mean, we'll we'll get there, but we'll talk about uh, Matthew Gledhill a little bit. Um, didn't get the national invite, but do you think there is still appeal around Edward with his special teams for CFL Absolutely. Teams. That's what I was saying. It's, it's undeniable. His specials, his specials ability is just different, right? Like it's almost more impressive knowing that he's that light now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying too. Right. Like it's kind of concerning. You want to see him put up weight, but he's not like, it's not like he's like a toothpick. He's still a built guy. Like he's got a yeah, good muscle cut, base on him. He is cut up. But, and yeah. he he welcomes the contact. He wraps up well. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely still would like to see him get a shot somewhere. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll, we will at least a camp invite. I, I would have to think. <laughs> and uh, let's move on now. Ontario Regional Combine, where we were. Oh wait, sorry, you want to talk about Matt Gladhill? Let's uh, let's circle back to that before we move on. Yeah, uh, so Matt, so Matt the way the Gledhill. combine, the way the combines are working because of the deferrals this year, is you have guys in the combine circuit that are listed as free agents in the CFL, which means their draft year has passed. You can go and pick them up. So for us, it was uh, Nick Opong. We had Brett Ellerman. We had Marshall Isak Kunwu, who were all free agents, where they cannot be drafted, but they could have been signed from any moment from the end of their football season until now. So Matt Gledhill from Acadia was one of those at the East. He went out, absolutely crushed it in terms of his physical measurables. And Argos was like, yeah. Good we, enough for we're us. Gonna, we're just going to take you now. Oh, Which was wait, amazing. You went to the, oh, when you went, wait, you went to the same school as uh, Brian Jones and you tested well at a combine? Whoa. Whoa. Sign, sign. Yep. <laughs> check that's our guy yeah no I, i'm i was super happy to see that um it's funny like w- when we saw there was a bit of a bit of confusion over it on social media but i mean i guess that was bound to happen but nonetheless very 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 excited for matthew gladhill and yes guys are in the combine this year that are not draft eligible so just keep an eye on that so if you see a guy that gets signed out of the national combine coming up i don't believe there's anybody in the national that's a free agent right now i would have to double check that so don't take that information too seriously but yes if you see any guys get signed out of the west combine it's because they are in fact free agents cfl teams can't just skip the draft that's not how it works as uh as we're talking here about the ontario i will go through my booklet and circle out all the western (laughs) western regional guys um also, shout out uh, Dimitri Sinodinos. Uh, some guy tweeted at us that he's one of the top academic people, not only he's on his Mo team, Khan, but right, one of yeah. the one of the Montreal-based guys. Yeah, but uh, he's also an engineering major, so he's doing that in one of the toughest <laughs> faculties to do as an undergrad. Uh, so extra shout out. Not only is he a freak athlete, what a scholar at McGill too. Like that's not an easy pass by the numbers school here there's i have a question now for sinodinos does he have the like to be an engineering major and to also be the starting quarterback of the mcgill 
uh, you have zero rivers. free time. Yeah, to to be to, to be an engineering major and to be the starting quarterback of the McGill Redbirds. Does this dude have like the um, the hourglass? pendant from the third harry potter that hermione had to just let her oh, be the in time like two, turner yeah to be in like two places at once how is this guy doing this that's, in, that's ridiculous my goodness my goodness yeah shout out to him though because that's that's one of the smartest dudes in the country and then just tested like a freak yeah that's uh crazy but let's talk ontario combine here guys that we had on this podcast were kind of the stars of the show yeah hands down zach herzog turned a lot of heads. That was a guy that we were excited to see, had some questions about coming in because man, we just, we Hillsdale college. We just didn't have a lot of, a lot of tape to watch on the guy. Uh, was coming from a smaller school in, was coming from a smaller school in Michigan. So we didn't really know. We knew that he had the prospect of testing. Well, we knew that he was, he was going to be a pretty good, you know, specials slash coverage guy. But uh, I don't think either of us expected this type of day from Zach Herzog. It sounded like he did himself, and you'll you'll hear that when we talk to him at the end of the episode. But man, surprising in in the best possible way. Yeah, I think uh, when he came out and he, the first thing we saw from him was his uh, vert. I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's this for is, real. This is going to start a very good trend for him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was uh, he was absolutely everything that we hoped he was going to be, especially coming as a safety. He showed up. We talked to him about it a bit, but he showed up, played corner, played in the slot like it was nothing. Nothing. Easy. The light work for the guy. He was able to transfer into any single defensive position or defensive coverage position that you wanted him to, played it well, showed off some press man, I thought, very well as well. I mean... You guys have been hearing me drool over guys playing, you know, press bail, but um, Herzog was able to come in and just stay in the back hip pocket of most of the guys that he was coming down on. Uh, did he give up a completion? I can't remember. I think he did uh, one or two. But, but he was still, even when he did, like he was still there to make the play. And that's yeah. the thing with one-on-ones, right? Like it's a seven-second cover. He's not going to cover a guy for seven seconds in the CFL. No. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I thought like the size, yeah, that was a question. It, it was answered. answered. Like he plays bigger than his frame. He's got enough muscle mass and size that way to make up for it. He plays aggressive enough downhill. I'm, I'm excited for him as a prospect. The one guy that I really like that is kind of outside the Adrian Green, that's kind of like outside of these Adrian Green, Zach Herzog is Jared Beeksma, man. Jared Beeksma looked really good i think we were talking when we were talking to marshall about this jared beeksman didn't didn't do anything to blow us away he just came out and did everything that we thought he was going to be that we wanted him to be and he executed executed it to a t throughout the entire day one of my favorite reps from him though was he got somebody on a specials rep with a really nice push-pull move and then was just free and clear to the bag and i think that's where a lot of Beeksman's value is going to lie is is in the ability to gun and get down the field. Absolutely. Uh, after looking through the West Combine, Nate Durkin, Trey Kellogg, RJ Shelley are uh, three of the big names, and Dallas Dixon, the uh, 
Simon Fraser, SF, wide receiver. Yeah, the yeah. SF receiver you liked are all our free agents. Outside of that, there's like one linebacker, one D lineman. So don't be surprised if we see three or four free agent signings out of the West Combine is what you're telling me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll for At sure least one. Bites. Well, for sure At see least one. But, uh, but no, in Ontario, I mean, I thought the day was kind of weird in terms of the one-on-one rest because after Justice Allen went down, it was kind of like, all right, receivers – Go and play one on one against the linebacker crew. Barnaba Neal was in the slot. No, they had like Nick Peterman and that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I know, but you brought Barnaba Neal into the slot. You after. knew Barnaba Neal was there the whole time though because he was working as an R. I guess, I guess. But yeah, no, it did kind of skew some things after. I mean, they were light on running backs to begin with. And then when Justice went down, it made it tough. Um, but also, I mean, I think that was a good thing. It, it got to throw some guys. I mean, you're holding guys' feet to the fire a little bit. Here, you're being asked to play a position that you've never been played before. This isn't uncommon in the game of football. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was very telling, though. You, you could see a guy like Brett Allman, who has done it frequently, compared to a guy like Essen Hamilton, who hasn't played football in three years. He looked very rusty coming in and out of his breaks compared to Ellerman, who, despite his size, is such a smooth route runner. Yeah, no, I agree. And, I mean, we were excited. I don't know if excited, curious to see to see Essen Hamilton, see what he looked like. And there were flashes. There were a ton of flashes of athleticism. But uh, you're right. He just – he was a, a little bit stiff coming out of those breaks. I mean, obviously, that's to be expected when you hadn't played ball in three years. But – I mean, the difference between like even even one of his own, right? Like Nathan Peterman was coming in and out of those breaks so cleanly, so cleanly. He really was. Uh, he was probably one of my favorite guys from that combine. Just so quiet and just had such a nice day. My favorite guy was uh, Tyrell Ford walking around with Crocs. Crocs and socks. That was a good look. Good look. That was good. Good. If he rocks it in Buck Riser. If he rocks it in Buffalo today, right up the board. Up the board, solely for the Crocs. Yeah, we should. I guess we should talk about that for those <laughs> that don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Ford brothers, Trey and Tyrell, and then Deontay Knight and Anthony Federico are going to be participating today, Thursday, March 17th, at the University of Buffalo's Pro Day in front of a dozen NFL scouts. But that's four U Sports guys going to an NCAA Pro Day at a D1 school to test, throw, show their athleticism, go through their drills. It's exciting. My question for Trey is now, though, you've been practicing with a CFL ball or an NFL ball? Because you're going to go down there and throw NFL-sized balls on NFL field to NFL to college guys. That's interesting. I actually didn't think about that. And then he's going to have to flip next week. Next week. And come back to his Canadian ball. The you you got to assume that he's tough because it's what he's played with. His it's whole what life. he's used to. You got to assume that like but, leading up to this pro day, he knows he's aware, right? Like he, he's not. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. He's not. He's, not he's a, got to have been training for, for at least a week. I would say he's, he's yeah. probably only been training at least like the last week with, with an NFL ball. I mean, 
the guy can throw the mechanics are there. I mean, at the end of the day, all he needs to do is have confidence in his right arm. And I think he'll be okay. Just pitch it a couple yards farther because that thing's small, but just don't let your brother pick you off. (laughs) Well, he'll be throwing. He'll probably be throwing with the receiver drills too. Right. Or at the DB drills. So, um, Throw a nice one to your brother. How's that? <laughs> Throw a lob ball to your brother. Get him some looks. Um, oh man, I put that back shoulder, back shoulder <laughs> ball right into the numbers of tie. Damn. Uh, but no, I I think uh, I think that the Ford brothers and Deontay Knight are going to absolutely blow this thing out of the water. And don't get me wrong, Anthony no Federico is a very nice player. But we were talking yesterday. The three other guys are at a different tier in terms of athleticism and what they show on tape yeah i was thinking about this like after we talked about it and i think the best way to describe this is anthony federico is a cfl talent he is the other three are potential nfl talents yeah like i really like everything that anthony federico brings to his game there's no doubt in my mind that he was we saw it all season. He was one of the best. He was one of the best linemen in the country. But I think those other three in the Ford brothers and Deontay Knight, they bring something that set them apart. That's why these guys are three of the best in the country. I, I think that Federico did everything this season to deserve a look, to deserve a pro day. Don't get me wrong, but I think that, like you're saying, these other three guys in, in Deontay Knight and the Ford brothers are just a step above. And uh, I mean, who, anyone else you want to talk about for the Ontario regional combine before we look at some guys in the West? Um, Who'd we hit? We hit Peterman. We hit Ellerman. We hit Herzog green. I don't think so. I, I mean, like, I think based on this little blurb about the Ontario combine, plus our live combine stuff, people have heard enough okay. about the Ontario regional. We're ready for the, for the West combine. Then let's get going on the West Combine. Uh, two names right off the bat. Diego Alatore, UBC yes. offensive lineman. Brandon Gondier, DB Regina. Yes. Book it, book it. I would also like to throw Matthew Lucician into that mix. <laughs> yep. That can be. <laughs> it's it, when we're when we're like just going down the roster of guys at the the West Regional Combine. It's crazy. Like there are some athletes in here. I think Jackson Cirolo Brown is gonna is gonna have a, a quietly good day as well. You know who uh, I'm from UBC. A Duncan Kirkmeyer will a have real a real curveball here that I'm expecting to have a pretty decent combine. David Soli. Oh my god. There's one every year. There's a freak kicker every single year. Did we not have that already with Master Giuseppe? He did have a pretty nasty combine at the at the Ontario Regional too. That's true. But solely has okay, okay. Master Giuseppe can be our uh our what's his face from UCLA. Um no, Soli. you can't put that on Master Giuseppe. Why no. he went over four this year? Yeah, but he's still a great kicker, I guess. He's not J.J. Molson. Take that yeah. evil off of Dante Master Giuseppe right now. <laughs> J.J. Molson got assigned, okay? <laughs> Go pack. 
<laughs> but no, I think Master Giuseppe had a great combine day. I think Soli can do the same though. That's a that's a good curveball by you. Um, but no, uh, it's gonna be an interesting day. We have no University of Alberta Golden Bears offensive linemen. You know why? Because they're off the they're all already. Yeah. <laughs> so Alatore is gonna just blow people out of the water here. Like this I guy agree. was an all Canadian. He is absolutely everything you want. Um, he has the versatility to flip into guard, and he's gonna show that big time tomorrow. Yeah, I would. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I think. I think um, for the West Combine, Alatore is our guy that we expect i think he's he's one of these like i don't know who i'm even trying to compare him to like beaks but maybe the guy that like we we expect to have a good combine and just come out and do everything that we yeah. expected right like i don't he's think he's going to check the be... boxes that exactly yeah 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 perfect like I, I just don't think he's going to do anything that's going to surprise us in a bad way i think he's going to come out and just yeah check those boxes uh now i am curious to see what riley Borsma's combine is going to look like wide receiver from Regina. Me too. He's I, a guy I think that I'm, he's I'm a, intrigued by. He's a great physical prospect, but he'll have to have like those freaky testing numbers to make an impact. One thing um, that I want to see that we haven't seen yet, and I think we might, just because of the nature of, of the CJFL in Western Canada, like we haven't seen a CJFL prospect at but, any of these regionals come out and blow it out of the water. And... But when we look at can West, a lot of these CFL draft prospects are CJ guys that played a year or two in U sports. Yes. Yeah. So on that note, we do get lots of CJ guys. It's just no one that nobody that is goes active through. right now. Yeah. yeah. No Andrew Harris's, if you will. But yeah, I mean, we, uh, we absolutely can have some big days. I think we're expecting a fast group of receivers and DBs and linebackers yes. and running backs. Um, but I'm, I'm ready for this West Combine, and I'm ready to get to the National next week. Uh, Connor and I are going to be there. In what capacity, we are not quite sure yet. There may be some news to share. There may not be. Um, but we're going to be there. We're going to be on the boots on the ground regardless. We'll be back. We'll be back getting footage, getting pictures, talking to guys, getting interviews, getting on the roadcaster with Marsh. Everything that you heard us do at the Ontario Combine, we'll be back again for the regional combine. And we've got three full days to do so. I'm really excited to get there, man. Like it's it is combine season. It is combine season. The madness of March is fully in swing. You oh my god. Did your Michigan Wolverines make it? I would even love as an 11 seed. Sunday. Let's go. No disrespect oh to God. Big Ten Conference. <laughs> no, that is because they're in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason that they got in. That's the only reason that they're an 11 seed. But I mean, are we saying Iowa to win? Yeah, Arizona. or Perdue? Yeah, you think Arizona? I think it's gonna like an Arizona Baylor final. I think Baylor's just too good. Yeah, you know they. They should have been, what, last year or two years ago? Baylor got robbed recently of yeah. an NCAA title. Yeah. So I, it would be fitting for them to win, I think. 
I um, have also already eliminated both Ohio State and Michigan State in the first round of my bracket. I do it every year. I don't care what their seed is. It can be a 116 matchup, and I will still not take Ohio State or Michigan State. Committed. I like it. I am. I am. Uh, introducing, though, the next generation of electronic whistles brought to you by Fox 40. The rechargeable Fox 40 electronic whistle produces 120 decibels of software-defined power with the push of a button. Pre-order yours today at fox40shop.com. Enter the code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off your order to now get the rechargeable, no longer battery-operated, electronic whistle. Dun, dun, dun. Big enough. We're standing right around there. the middle of the field trying to call the play dead and your whistle's not going off. None of that. Nope. Church whistle before the game, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened in my in my game last Sunday when they just, you know, didn't call it when a 300-pound man tackled one of our receivers. You know, maybe his whistle died. I don't know. If, if he uses the FP-15. Maybe he able to make might the call. have a rechargeable one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah might be able to make that call. Yep. But it's okay. It's okay. Because you guys have 15% off with code CFP15. So your whistles don't die at practice, at games, gym class, if you're a gym teacher. 15. You do you. 15 whole percent off at Fox 40. Wade's got 15% off his hand right now. You can go get your 15% off at Fox 40. I think that wraps it up for today's show, though. <laughs> My hand is so sore and swollen and bruised now. The bruise has gotten significantly worse every day since. Oh, yeah, and the man. pain has just doubled. Stayed the same. Yeah, it's not great. I had that excruciating. Your, your hand's going to end up looking like mine real soon i can't even bend my hand to show you oh yeah there it is no more knuckle there it is it's all gone no knuckle for wade (laughs) that's because of the swelling still it's not gonna go away though look at my hand (laughs) great podcast we're just like showing our hands to the camera that we're not gonna air this is when this is when you say sorry for the radio audience It's like we actually have a TV audience. <laughs> but it's at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective, West Combine tomorrow, Buffalo Pro Day today, National Combine tomorrow. Oh, National Combine I next wish it was week. tomorrow. It feels like it's tomorrow. The anticipation is mounting. Uh, get to meet lots of interesting people when you are there. We'll see you guys there. <laughs> Connor's going to be rocking the Jordans, as per usual. Take care and enjoy. All right, joining us now after the completion of the one-on-ones, the full day here at the Ontario Regional Combine, Zach Herzog, Hillsdale College. What a day for you. I mean, we let's talk about it. He started off, jumped out of the gym with the vert. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel when you were flying up there? Oh, I mean... uh. I got 35 and a half. I think yeah. I was hoping to get 36, 37. So 35 and a half is good. <laughs> I'll live with that. Uh, good. This the second best height in the combine yeah. today, but you know, I'll take it. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Not a bad day. But then uh, you guys, uh, when you started moving in the lateral drills here, I thought you were fantastic coming out of the short shuttle. 
that was at the end of your testing, a bit tired. How did you feel going through the cycle of events? Yeah, I mean, the process was a little long, but uh, it felt really good, honestly. Uh, some of the numbers that I put up, uh, I definitely thought that I could be a little better, but overall, I'm pretty, uh, pretty happy with the, re the end result. So. And uh, as we look to get into the one-on-one -on -one reps, I mean, you were called out frequently towards the end with the, uh, the matchups, the pre-approved matchups. And uh, when you were going through the first bid, did you have uh, a bit of adjustment to make coming over from safety and the NCAA game to then playing in the slot and out wide here? Yeah, uh, I, I don't mind when I'm out wide because they're not getting the running start. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, the running start was a little different for me, obviously. It's been like five years mm -hmm. since I've played against the, the waggle. So, uh, but yeah, it's coming back. It's like riding a bike, kind of. It's yeah. going to come back eventually um, as I make the adjustment to the Canadian game again. So I'm confident that I'll have that down in no time, honestly. It felt pretty good out there. So That's good. But yeah, talking about like making that transition back into the Canadian game and kind of getting out here, Waterloo, Waterloo Fieldhouse, like how did you find that kind of OUA, U Sports level competition compared to, you know, what you're used to playing against? Right. I mean, uh, Especially with the rules, there's definitely a, there's definitely a difference. And, and, uh, but overall, there's some great guys out here. And I just loved competing against everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of respect goes out to everyone out there. Uh, congratulations to everyone that was there today. So, but I felt good. I felt good against the guys I was going against. Uh, so overall, yeah, feeling pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think we have any more. I think we just wanted to... Yeah, just to not take up too much of your yeah. time. We... Uh, Definitely should be hearing your name towards draft night, and hopefully we'll be hearing, hearing hopefully. your name here in a little bit going on to uh, yeah. the national. Hopefully, that's the that's the goal. So we'll wait and see. One step at a time, right? Yes, sir. Thank yeah. you so much, Zach, for right. uh, joining us. It was great to meet you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank you very it. Hell nice of a day today. Thank you. Thank you. All right, joining us now, Adrian Green, fresh off the announcement that he is joining the roster on the national combine. How does that sound to hear? Excited to get after it for sure. You know. Great to come out today, have an opportunity to compete with a bunch of great athletes, and, and just kind of get an opportunity to showcase my abilities. And uh, whenever you line up with these guys, I know you played out on the East Coast, uh, grew up in this area, changing competition level, adjusting to speed. How was the fit with these guys at the Ontario Combine? Oh, there, there's there's some dogs in the AUS, so you know there's mm -hmm. a lot of guys, even players on like my Shel team as well. Shedler, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, even guys I've been training with, you know, it's, 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 I've always had the opportunity to play against great athletes. And, and for me personally, I feel like whoever I'm lined up against, it, it, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm going to view them all the same because you can't, at the end of the day, you have to treat everybody the same and, and go 100% regardless. And I mean, like, that, that's kind of how it came across today when, when we saw you in those one-on-ones. Like, it didn't matter who was on the field and you stayed in phase in, in nearly every rep. Like, coming out here, was, was that one of the things that you really wanted to show everybody was, like, Yo, I don't care who's in front of me. I'm just going to ball, and I'm just going to lock up these guys. Uh, it was more proven to myself that I could do it, honestly. Um, I, I, I believe in what I do, and I believe in what I've been coached to play and how I've been coached to play. Um, and it's kind of that same thing of, of treat every, every player with the same mentality going into the rep. And uh, you being a big DB, I talked to you a bit about it. Staying in phase, pad level low. How key was that for you going through the one-on-one -on -one reps keeping up with some of these good route runners. Like we had Nick Peterman just toast some people on his underneath routes. For sure. Uh, pad level is always important, you know, keeping your feet under you. Um, it's just something I've been coached to do through growing up and, and even through, through my college career. Uh, 
but it's just kind of that that same thing of of just you know being consistent with your pad level, being consistent with in and out of your breaks, you know, keeping your hips loose outside of football, stretches, mobility, all of that just kind of helps, and you can apply that to the game for sure. As a as a big DB, where do you see yourself translating to the CFL? What position in the secondary? Oh, uh, I'm not sure to be honest. I'm. I'm more than happy to play wherever they want me to, <laughs> or wherever they need me to help 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 them win, um, for sure. But I can play any position on the back end. Um, if they want to see me play in the box as well, I can I can do that too. For sure. <laughs> you can line up and hit. Uh, <laughs> I think you showed that today, though, right? Like you played a lot of inside reps, outside reps. You covered guys out of the waggle on the line. So I think that you showed for yourself too, right? That you can be that versatile DB, and I mean the size and strength that you carry with you kind of helps too, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and also today is just you know, I can't stand in on the sideline and wait, wait for <laughs> every receiver to come and line up on the line. It's kind of like you know, go go take your reps. So you gotta show. You only got so much time to show the scouts what you have, and I had to take advantage of that. Absolutely. Is, is that is that one of the things that like you think is is, you know, that there's. The strongest, I guess, in your skill suit is, is that ability to be versatile, that ability to kind of not want to wait and, and go take those reps and just play where you're needed to play. For sure. You have to be hungry in this sport. It's a, it's a dog-eat-dog world out here for sure. So um, just, you know, like I said, having the ability to play outside, inside, in the box, out of the box, it's important for sure. It gives you more options, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Adrian. We look forward to seeing you at the National Combine. Congratulations once again. Thank you for having me.